Awesome. I do want to say, I just, it is really a joy to see all of you, and I do thank you. I just want to encourage you, too, just for making the effort to be here. I, I know it takes some effort to get here on a Wednesday night, and I pray that just like we were singing, that tonight will really encourage your soul, and that some of the things that God has put on my heart and, and his word will also just really encourage you and strengthen your faith. And um, I do have to say, I just want to thank you, Sydney and Kayla. It is so wonderful to have all these young girls in the desert and with these incredible voices. That was just so beautiful. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your talent with us. And I also do want to let people know that, um, very bittersweet, but this is our last service with Gail Rita. If Gail, will you just stand up and we can give our sister Gail a round of applause. Gail, how many years ago were you baptized here? 20 years ago. Gail has been here for 20 years and she is moving this Sunday to Phoenix to be with our church there and to be with her family there. And um, But it's very much a loss for me. Gail has been my buddy in the WOW Women and she's just one of the easiest people to be around. She is so loving. She's got a laugh for days. Um, I'll always, always hold your laugh in my heart, Gail. And um, please be praying for her as she gets connected to the church there and also for her health. And um, actually, why don't I say a prayer for you even now as we uh, start our lesson. But God, um, we just come before you and just want to bring before you our precious sister, Gail. And God, um, she will be so deeply missed here. And God, I just pray that your angels and that you will really go before her and just really clear a great place for her in the Phoenix Church and just great friendships. And God, I, I know that Gail's health has been hard. I know there's been other challenges and I just pray that this new start will really be a great, great chapter for her and that her health can improve and that she can really enjoy you and her spiritual and physical family in Phoenix. So please uh, be with her and help us also be with her and stay in touch with her as she's transitioning as well. I do pray, God, that you'll speak through me and just that you... God, I, on my heart is always just that you will, in a small way, speak through me to just encourage your daughters and share with them things that you want them to hear. We love you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I am excited about this two-part series we're going to do called I'm Possible. And I know that's kind of a strange title, maybe, but um, it's kind of the idea that, one, you are enough that you're possible, and that with God, all things are possible. But the title itself comes from this quote from Audrey Hepburn, and I just love her. And, uh, but she says, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. And so that's where this lesson is coming from, that idea that nothing is impossible and that you're possible. And I really want to encourage you that it's possible for you to be the very best you. And 
So here Jesus says in Matthew 19:26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And that's where I do. I'm going to open it up at a couple points tonight, but here is one of the points that I would love. I think if we all at least had a couple minutes to think about it, could come up with some impossible things that we've seen God do in our life. And But we can forget those things, right? It's amazing how uh, we can forget how all things are possible and how Satan is even always beating us down to think things are more impossible than possible. So I just did want to open it up for some people to share about some impossible things that you've seen God do in your life or someone's life. Nikki. Wow. Amen. 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 All right, let's have a few more people. All right, Lydia. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Okay, we'll go Jackie, Michelle, and then Rhonda. Yeah. Jackie's got some impossible things, God. (laughs) We all do. Amen. Come on, Raina. Amen.
Amen. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Rhonda, and then we'll go to Natalie. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. We'll close out with Natalie. Even the bad girl would do.
Amen. Thank you. It, it's so encouraging to hear all of your stories. And I think each of us have seen God do impossible things in our life. Even that you're all here and Christians, I, I know you've overcome some impossible sin and a lot of impossible things. And I just want us to be encouraged by that. And even in my own life, I would say the couple of things that stand out, I mean, Obviously, so many of you remember Chloe just being bound to a wheelchair just a couple years ago. I mean, I can't even believe that this, you know, illness that apparently is forever, that she's, like, so healthy right now and enjoying her life. It's just, like, amazing to me. And another one is, you know, my mom was a Christian and then got cancer and got really bitter and angry at God, the church, and everyone and um but right before she died she got restored to god and it was like i had we couldn't even talk about god or the church for years and i wrote her this letter is like a last ditch thing and her it was like the scales just fell or the hardness of her heart just and she was humble and repentant and broken came back to church one sunday and just wept that she was home, and then she passed away. Never got to come back to church again, but it was an impossible um, miracle to see God restore her heart. And, you know, I just want to remind us, because I think, obviously, there's a lot of challenges we go through, too, but we can forget that all things are possible with God. And I, I just want our faith to be increased this fall. And just as we go through life to get greater and greater faith. And so the title of this part of our series is Possible to Inspire. And uh, we're going to look at the definition of inspire. So to influence, move, or guide by divine or supernatural inspiration. To exert an animating, enlivening, or exulting influence on. To spur on, impel, motivate. And then the two older ones, um, to breathe or blow into or upon, to infuse something such as life by breathing. All right, so I want to um, open it up here a little bit too, and then we'll get more into the meat of the lesson. But I want you to think about what inspires you. Like when you look at this definition, like, What moves you, what spurs you on, what breathes life into you? Like, what do people feel like inspires them? Okay, Erica? Mm Mm-hmm.
Amen. Yes, it does. Thank you. Um, Kelsey. Michelle? Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll share a few of the things that inspire me as well. And I, I think different things inspire us in different ways. Like like music inspires a lot of joy in me. I love, and even you know that for me to go see live music, like it just like, it inspires like more joy than just about anything for me. Um, uh Worship in particular just inspires me to feel connected to God, um, really inspires me. One of the things that inspires me the most is the Word of God. Every single morning, it inspires my thinking, it heals my heart, it refreshes me, it sets me from crazy to sane. I, I mean, it just inspires me so much. Um, prayer. I think especially being out in nature, nature really inspires me. It inspires me that God is big and that he's in control, that he's taking care of me. Um, People being faithful to God for a long time inspires me greatly. Many, many of you in this room inspire me. I think probably one of the things that inspires me the most is seeing people Believe in God's goodness in the most horrific of circumstances. That inspires me and makes me want to just be like them. I want to do that. Like that's probably my number one goal in life is to always believe God is good no matter what I might go through. Um, So I do want you to think about what inspires you. And I want to want you to think about this, too. Okay, so God's word says that God himself gives life and breath and everything else. And then in Genesis 2, 7, the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And, okay, so for a second, take a couple of deep breaths, all right? This whole idea a deep breath. All right. Because it literally says that God gives us breath. He breathes life into us. You know, and what if with each breath we really could remember this connection to the giver of life, to that it's God that gave us life. You know, that we could be thankful for each breath and, and realize that we're alive and if we could remember all that God has done for us, just as we simply breathe, just as he has breathed life 
into us. You know, we are possible because we are inspired by God. And I, I just want you to think about it for a minute, even when we think about, um, I'm sorry, my makeup's in my eyes and watering. <laughs> so, um, but think about it for a minute, just even some of that definition that some God was um, motivated, he was spurred on, he was moved. He was all that to create you. And if you really think about that, that he literally thought of you, he thought of the details about you, of who you would be, the place and the family where you would be born. I really believe he's dreamt of the days of your life. He dreamt of a close relationship with you, and he's inspired to see you come back to him. And I think we can forget that we are inspired by God. Because when we are inspired by God, we will inspire others also. And we will breathe life into them. You know, we want to live inspired lives. And it's possible to live inspired lives when we really see God. So we're going to look at a woman in the Bible that was very inspiring to me and inspired Jesus. And we're going to go to this passage, but I do have it all up on the screen, so you can open your Bibles for sure. That's always good, or you can read the screen. But I also want to give some credit to my awesome single sisters in the In His Image group, Woohoo! as we studied this passage out together, and they gave me a lot of insight that I get to share with you. So this is not all for me, and I really appreciate Um, the deep times the single sisters and I are getting to have in his word every two weeks. So Luke 13, 10 through 17. Ooh, not wanting to stay there. See, there. Okay, great. Okay. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman who was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus called her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. We'll stop there for now. Um, You know, and this woman really inspires me. You know, I highlighted some of those things. So try and picture this image. It says she was bent over and could not straighten up at all. So I don't know how bent over she was, but she literally could not straighten up at all for 18 years. But what inspires me is that she still showed up at the temple. She was still there when she could have just stayed home. Just as you could have stayed home tonight, you know, but she could have stayed home feeling ashamed, feeling embarrassed, feeling bitter, or just feeling defeated in life. But yet she shows up, you know, and when I was putting this together, it really made me think of Melba, because as we were studying with Melba and we talked about coming to church, she's like, I don't want to miss out. I'm afraid something's going to happen there that I really need to hear. And so I am not going to miss because I, I just know there's stuff there i got to hear. But it made me think of this woman because what if she didn't show up this day? But she was there. And 
it's encouraging what God can do that, you know, and I want to encourage us that no matter how we feel to get up, dress up and show up because God wants to speak to you and God wants to encourage you and God wants to inspire you and he wants you to be inspired to also inspire others. Um, You know, but I just love this scene when we think about this. So she didn't go to Jesus like we see other people, like the bleeding woman wanting to touch his cape. He called her forward. And, you know, it says that she had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. And I, you know, one of the sisters pointed out the other night that Jesus was patient, even though she had struggled for so many years. And it can encourage us that even if we struggle year after year after year, that Jesus, like, doesn't get down on her. He wants to set her free. And um, I love that, that he called her forward. He wants to set her free. And then I just love that he touched her, and she just praises God. Um, what, what a miracle happened that day. And in Psalm 38, 6, it says, I am bowed down and brought very low. And, you know, obviously illness, I think just life itself and also sin can bring us to very low places. Um, You know, we might not physically look like this woman, but we can be in low places spiritually. And I think definitely people around us and a lot of women around us are in very low places. But Jesus wants to set them free. And he wants us to, just as God breathes life into us, to breathe life into others. So it's interesting going on in Luke 13. It says in verse 14, Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, The synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work, so come to be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. And it's very interesting that this was the leader. (laughs) Uh, That's a a little wake-up call for some of us that are leaders. And he was indignant because the rules weren't followed perfectly. And we were talking the other night about sometimes maybe rules or legalistic ideas or thinking. Maybe we miss some of the miracles God wants to do around us because we're so focused on rules or structure. But that God is so much bigger than that. But obviously, Jesus wanted to heal this woman. So then Jesus says to her, Lord answered him, you hypocrites, don't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? And Jesus was just strong with this guy, right? Like, you hypocrites. He just didn't say it to the one leader. He said it to a few people there. You hypocrites. And, you know, we were also talking about, you know, how do we feel when God is doing great things around us? Like, do we really rejoice in that? Or like when we see it in other people? Or maybe we can have a little hypocrite in us that we don't really like it so much because God's doing that over there. But why isn't he doing it in me? You know, that we can have 
that kind of attitude when when God is working. But I love that Jesus called her just a daughter of Abraham. And she was a daughter of Abraham, and you are a daughter of Abraham. And I really believe that our identity should give us confidence. And, you know, I think sometimes we can think about, like, oh, I'm a women's ministry leader and maybe not a very good one, or I'm a teacher and really struggle with this, or I'm this and having a hard time, but not really thinking about that I am a daughter of God. I am a daughter of Abraham, and that that identity really giving us confidence and inspiring us that we are inspired by God. And the passage goes on, and it ends here, but it says, When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. And we were talking about how sometimes... You have to be humiliated before you're really humble and before you really repent. And so feeling humiliated is not always a bad thing. If we have worldly sorrow, it is. But if we have a godly sorrow that leads to repentance, feeling humiliated at times is a good thing. And and haven't we all been there? Like, I remember just even recently I was really kind of ticked off at God because Connor was going through so much. And um, I was just not happy that God was allowing all this stuff to happen. And then like that day, Connor got this amazing news from the track coach he's been talking to at Emory University in Atlanta. And I just felt like such a wretch. I was just like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was just like... You know, I was just so ticked off at you and couldn't believe that you would do all that. And then you, like, shower me with this, like, great news. And, you know, but it humbles you, right? Like, and I was so humbled and just felt so convicted that I was kind of like that indignant spirit with God, you know. And um, so sometimes feeling humiliated can really be a good thing and that we need to be humble to really repent And then, you know, just lastly, I just want to ask us, you know, do we delight in the things that God delights in? And I really, um, I really hope we do. You know, even, um, you know, I think if you haven't been in a Bible study in a while, uh, I want to encourage you to, to seek that out because I do believe that's one of the things God really delights in, just seeing a life changed. And, you know, if you ask Beth here if she's feeling inspired lately, I think you'd say yes, wouldn't you, Beth? Um, Getting to study with Melba, getting to study now with her friend Kristen and just seeing their lives change. And, and yes, it's been busier. She's really busy at work and (laughs) spending a couple extra evenings out. And But she's just delighting in the things God delights in. And it's super encouraging. And so I do want us to think about just what inspires us. And this, um, oh, oh, I went too far. Okay, sorry. Um, all right. This scripture in Psalm 146.8 just that the Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. 
And just in the way that God lifted up this woman, he also really wants to lift us up, and he wants us to lift up others. And I, you know, I do want to ask you to think about, you know, who are you helping lift up to God right now? And that was what one of the sisters shared at our our group the other night, was she was convicted of, you know, who is she really trying to breathe life into or bring into the kingdom of God. And um, God wants to use us in that way. And I love this scripture where Jesus says, if you can, said Jesus, like, that's so ridiculous. You don't think I can? Um, Everything is possible for one who believes. So, sisters, let's be the people that believe Everything is possible, that we let our faith grow, that we realize that we're inspired by God, and we get more inspired by God so we also can inspire others, and just want to leave you with that you are possible. So thank you very much. That's the lesson. And... um,